Hello, I'm Olivia Sahovi, and this is Alone Together, Tragic Origins. You're looking at the woodblock print, the coming together of Genzo and Yokohi at the Moon Palace on Tanambata Night by Totoya Hoke. What do you see? Do your eyes linger over the gentleman's Apollonian-colored robe, floating and fluttering in the wind, setting like the sun before the curtain of stars draws the day to a close? Do you see the luminescent lady donning a crimson kimono, almost as radiant as the blush she conceals when she encounters him? Or do your eyes wander through the deliciously creamy moon palace topped with a fading robin egg blue roofing that seemingly melts onto the tongue, welcoming you into its wide, gaping, trembling blue mouth. When I first encountered the print, I found my eyes traversing the maze of stairs that seemingly spiraled and zigzagged through the holy blue night. My eyes finally settled on the phantom attendants as they gawked at the couple below. Even you two, the rabbit of the Chinese moon goddess, leapt through the air in search of a perfect spot to watch the pair reunite. I stood in wonderment thinking, what's their story? Desperately, I wandered through the indefinite intricate layers, looking for a resolution. Curious, I glanced upward to a title on the temporary exhibit, Journey to Japan, where there was a brief account of the inspiration behind the woodblock print. However, it failed to mention the tragic Chinese tale of Yang Weifei, where Yokohi in Japanese and her love, Emperor Zhuanzang, also known as Genzo in Japanese. It all began in the 8th century. The central government in China started to install non-Chinese military governors. An Lushan, a foreign man, gained control of Pinglu in northeast China. His military victories allowed him to closely associate with the current emperor, Xuanzang. Xuanzang abandoned his duties to Li Linfu. Instead of ruling over the government, Xuanzang searched for an individualized path to enlightenment. Later on, he abandoned personal enlightenment in order to attend to his concubine, Yang Guifei. The concubine heightened her family's reputation through her relationship with the infatuated emperor. Yang Guozang, Yang Guifei's second cousin, attained a position working under Li Linfu. As the emperor indulged himself, Li Linfu conducted massacres to eliminate his opposers. These murderous deeds gave Yang Guozan the opportunity to seize Li Linfu's position after Li died, and he became the emperor's right-hand man. An Lushan and Yang Guozan became enemies when Yang attempted to employ his influence to estrange An Lushan and the Emperor. An Lu 
Shan recognized Yang Guozhan's influence, and he began to worry that Yang Guozhan might have him killed. As a result, An Lushan revolted against the current dynasty in northeast China. The skilled military governor easily captured Chen Ain and Luan Yan. His revolt began an eight-year-long civil war. Yang Guozhan was unable to reoccupy Luan Yan. This failure caused the emperor to escape to the north. Yang Guozhan's epic failure led to his death by another commander. The same commander who murdered Yang Guozhan ordered the death of Yang Guifei. Sadly, Xuanzang assented to his beloved concubine's death. Let's look at the print again. Now that you know the history behind the print, has your view of it changed? Does Genzo, or Emperor Xuanzang, appear malicious, menacing, or sorrowful? See the lone misshapen digit pointing to Yokohi as if to say, Aha, I have found you after all this time. Does the heavenly concubine sigh with disdain or with longing? Once I learned of the history, the happy reunion became convoluted with mixed emotions. Perhaps the heavenly Yokohi is hesitant to see the man who agreed to her demise. She appears to stay a foot away from Genzo. Maybe she still loves this cruel man, but she cannot grapple with their past. We must take into consideration that Totoya Okei illustrates the ill-fated lover's antenna botanite, which originates from the Japanese folklore of Amawakahiko Soshi. Once upon a time, a gigantic snake forces a wealthy family to give up one of their three daughters. The youngest daughter, Vega, agrees. The serpent demands that a mansion is to be constructed near a pond. There, the youngest daughter awaits her serpent husband. The snake arrives and he has Vega cut off his head. Suddenly, the serpent transforms into a handsome young man, and the couple lives happily in the lovely house. After some time, the gentleman confesses his real identity, the Dragon King of the Ocean. He says he must leave at once to tidy up some heavenly business. He describes a way for her to find him in the heavens, and he forbids her from opening a decorative, luxurious chest. If the chest is opened, then he can never return to the mortal world. One day, Vega is visited by her two elder sisters, who out of jealousy open the chest. Heartbroken, the young girl purchases a gourd, like her husband instructed her to, which sprouts a large vine that reaches through the sky all the way to the heavens. She steadily climbs the vine and searches for her husband, who also goes by the name of Altair. At last she finds her true love. 
However, one day, Altair's father discovers he has a daughter-in-law. He takes her away and gives her four tests. She passes each and every one of the tests. The father declares that she can live with his son once every month. The poor, unfortunate girl mistakes the father and hears him say, once a year, rather than once a month. Ever since, Vega meets her love, Altair, once a year. The Japanese festival, Tanabata Night, known as the Festival of the Weaver, or the Star Festival, begins with a bamboo plant, which is placed inside Japanese homes on the seventh day of the seventh month. A picture of Vega and Altair hangs on its branches. Vega is always depicted with a loom, and Altair is depicted herding cattle. Young Japanese girls and boys copy renowned poems and they decorate the bamboo plant with them. Vega and Altair visit for a single night. The following night, Japanese children place their bamboo plant into a body of water. They watch the bamboo plant float atop the glassy waters, returning the ethereal spirits peacefully to the heavens. Think back to the title, The Coming Together of Genzo and Yokohi at the Moon Palace on Tanabata Night. Think about the different pieces coming together. Genzo and Yokohi, the history of Yang Guifei and Emperor Zhuanzang, Vega and Altair. Yourself as the viewer, meeting this layered print for the very first time. Why then did Totoya Hoke title the print as he did? Why did he want to associate the tragic Chinese tale with the divine story of Vega and Altair? Did he want to showcase Genzo and Yokohi as a warning, a tale of woe? I'd like to think that Hoke wanted to provide a happy ending to the couple's horrific history. Did you know that Plato once wrote of the Iron Rings? He thought that a divine source inspired artists, who then inspired other artists, creating a never-ending cycle of artistic works all related to one another. Yet, Plato forgot to mention you as the viewer. A powerful aspect of art is the ability for the viewer to personally contextualize what they see standing before them. So I'll ask you again, what do you see?